Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's what? Uh, we, what are we gonna? What are we gonna do for the what if or the? Um, would you rather? I don't know. We live. We can figure it out. <laughs> oh wow, we already live. Okay, well, yeah, I, I guess it's too I late. Present. Um, all right, all right, all right. We we gonna do? You know what we'll do today? Which which fictional world you would want to live in the least? Like which one you would absolutely hate to live in? But oh, I got that. But but. If you make it there for a year, you get 200 M's. So. Well, we got to answer the question truthfully, though. Yeah, it got to be. It, oh, oh, somebody else gets to pick it for you. So, yeah. Somebody else get to pick it for you. Would you live in this world for a year, but you get 200 mil? So who picking who's? Uh, Chris, pick guidance. Go ahead. Worst world you can think of. I'm gonna give Guyton the Camp Laszlo world because that's so boring there at that camp, bro. It's so <laughs> boring. See that show, but it's just a camp, bro. It's the it's so so boring. They got such melatonin people at the camp. They be just in no danger. I, be I was just about to say, bro. Camp Laszlo is a terrible one. He's not gonna be in no danger. It got to be something <laughs> that's like I mean, but he gonna be, bro. Guyton is a person that like doing stuff, like just. Making stuff, building stuff. Man, for two hundred mil, I could be bored for a year. I don't care how much I like. To... <laughs> right. Oh, that's crazy. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, all right. A dangerous one. I guess I'll put them in the I Am Legend world. Oh, oh, that's a good. One. <laughs> that's a good. One. I gotta survive a year. A year. Yeah. I'm me and Will Smith, the only people alive, ain't we? Yeah. Yeah. And the dog until the dog get bit. <laughs> I might have to say, I got to survive a whole year to get two hundred m's. I'm about to say year. no because I'm not. I'm not, I'm not surviving a year in that, bro. Bro, oh God, you be cooking wheel the whole time. Now you getting slapped up. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, so wait a minute, bro. Before all this got going, like what, what was up with you and Jada for real? <laughs> all right, um, Chris, I'm gonna pick yours. You got one division. You got the wine division, Ooh, bro. That's tough. That's tough. So, so survive there a year, but mind you, mind you, the whole year you're gonna be under mind control. So, right. That's what I'm trying. And to that's best control, case like, scenario. Worst case scenario, Agatha Harkness murders you off like a whim. I mean, I guess mind control. I'm really just not even there. I'm just like a zombie right. dang there. So. I think if I could just play my cards right, you know, I'm pretty sure they could make good use of my big 6'3 body. So, I mean, they could have me go clean up something. I don't know. They could find something for me to do. You know, i make some use. They could make me a superhero controlling my mind. So, I think I could make it a year. That's tough, though. I, you know, it was between that or Jurassic World. I, I wanted to say which one. Jeez. And I, I was thinking like Jurassic World is too harsh because like you know you're gonna Jeez. die. Like it's guaranteed. Well, <laughs> yeah, you de- you if, definitely. If die. you're not a main character in Jurassic World, you're getting cooked. You, you are. Hey, I was gonna give Guyton Hills have eyes. Honestly, honestly, hear me out. Hills have eyes is not a bad one. Let me tell you why. Hills it's have eyes. Stay out of their business. That's what I'm saying. Like, Hills Have Eyes is like a very tight area. Like, 
If you just drive out of town, you gone. Like, you right. just, hey. Bro, like, it's this, getting out of town, though. You got to go from the area to get out of town. Yeah, very true. true. Very true. Very true. All right, where, where, where would y'all put me? Gibbs, you got a year. Uh-huh. Game of Thrones. Oh. Ooh, a year in Game of Thrones? <laughs> a year in Game of Hold on, hold on. Am I am I am I a main character? Or am I who am I? Am I like what am I doing in this world? Bro, you could be a main character, you could be a side character, you could be living in the village. You black. Uh, bro, honestly, honestly. <sighs> oh, that's tough. That's tough. Cause because it, it, like, here's the only thing that's that's really crazy about this. When at the end of the series, when like they gave up, when it was like Daenerys, you won, and like yeah. she looked around and was still like Dracarys and just lit everything <laughs> on fire. Like, like, bro, you know how sick I'll be if I'm on day 364 and then like I see a dragon coming by? Like, bro. Um that's tough, um, bro, because they kill off somebody every 20 minutes in Game of Thrones. And you got the White Walkers too. Nah, bro. Nah, I gotta I gotta stay with regular Earth, bro. I gotta stay with regular Earth. That's I can see like on one hand, you got dragons, on the other hand, you got the White Walkers. And then if you choose to be a main character, you're gonna get cooked at some point in time. Yeah. Like what what main character made it from the beginning to the end of that show? It was and then uh, gives it if you think about it, if you live in any part of the world. And you rebellious at any point, you just go get sent to the Night Watch. You surviving the Night Watch for half a year? No, absolutely. <laughs> hey, another. Hey, y'all know another good one? The one hundred. Oh, bro. Hey, the one hundred. Honestly, honestly, if somebody told me like you got to survive for a year or like uh, off yourself, I'm gonna just off myself. Like I'm not. I'm not waiting around for a year in the one hundred, bro. The all the different ways that they were dying, bro. bro. No. No, the radiation, uh-huh. the like world blowing up. There, the I am legend though. I am legend. I don't think I'm lasting it. Yeah, I am legend like Walking Dead. Like if 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 the world turned into Walking Dead, it's like all right, no, y'all. Walking Dead. If I had to survive a year, I think I'd be straight. Nah, bro. I am legend. Them zombies running a foe too. <laughs> hey, I, I was just about to say the Walking Dead zombies is cool. The the thing about the Walking Dead is the people were wild. Yeah. Like every time you meet a person, like they're gonna try to kill you. It's almost guaranteed. Right. Like, or or either try to take everything you got and then kill you. Like it, oh God, they torture bro. you or torture you. But the funniest part of Walking Dead was when y'all remember they they cut bro foot off and was eating it in front of him and he was just <laughs> laughing, talking about you eating tainted meat. I was like, bro, that's wild. <laughs> like the directors bro, nah, are sick. Again, it's I, I couldn't do it, bro. I couldn't honestly, if if I had to pick any world, it would be the the newest Jurassic Park world. Cause that like it's terrifying. Like, yeah, you might have a pterodactyl come out of nowhere, but like for the most part, you stay inside. You know what I mean? Like, if you really think about it, if we really be honest, a human is not worth a T-Rex's time. Like, if you really think about it, right? Bro. Like the amount of energy that you gotta come spend to come get me. Well, how many calories are you gonna get off me? Not many. Not many. You know what I mean? Like, bro, go, it's it's bears, it's whales out here. Go deal, go handle that. Leave me alone. Really? Yeah. I don't right. worry about starving in The Walking Dead for real. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Oh, my God, bro. You know what I just realized, too? In the I Am Legend world, too, like, wasn't bro eating like beans every day? Oh, my God. 
That's gross. But for two hundred mil, you would you would never see another bean again after you after that year. Oh, on God, on God, bro! I'd be at the Mexican restaurant cutting up. You want uh, like, black see, beans or refried beans? Yeah, he found other people. Bro. I am legend too, low key. Yeah, at the end, at the end, he did. At the end, it was it was other people there. So I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's very few. It's a lot of worlds that like you know. Honestly, most most uh, horror movies, if you put it, if you put you, if you're in that world, that's kind of just the real world. Like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a real thing that happened. Yeah. Like if you weren't in his area, it was smooth. It was smooth. But anyway, uh, we got to talk. We got a lot of good stuff to talk to you all about today. The NFL draft just happened. And folks, we coming at y'all with draft winners and losers. And boy. Boy, boy, did some folks uh, happen to mess around and lose this draft. And we got to talk about the first round of the NBA playoffs. The play-in has occurred. We missed a week, uh, but it's all right. We back now. And we, hey, I'm telling you, we the pod is trying to get you paid, but we also going to bring you some great content today. So that sounds like a good show to y'all. Sound good to me. Yes, sir. All righty. Well, before we get into it, a reminder, the Pod Pick'em Challenge is going live next year. It is the inaugural Pod Pick'em Challenge, folks. We give you the opportunity to turn $30 into $1,000. All you have to do is be subscribed throughout the entire year. Uh, it is be subscribed to us on Twitch or get an outside entry by hitting us up on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you see Facts Over Acts, wherever you see one of us three. Just get in touch with us there, and we'll figure out a way to get you an outside entry. If you are entered every month and you beat all three of us, you will be entered into a pool for a prize. So the more people that get into it, the bigger the prize pool gets. Again, if we get 100 folks every month, the winner is going to get $1,000. I'm just saying. I'm just, I ain't seen too many more people out here trying to make your money stack and flip like that, all right? So, what's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Axe crew. We got the master, the mixer master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the man the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then you got the little old MC. That is me, Ken Gibbs. Now, folks, the NFL draft just happened. It's a time for optimism amongst everybody. Everybody always thinks that this is their team's year. Even us poor Lions fans, we believe it every year, and it never, <laughs> never really comes to fruition. But we still gonna believe anyway. We're gonna hope against hope. So, fellas, who do y'all think were the winners of this year's draft? Who are you looking at coming out of this draft? Did you like, hey, well, whatever they were last year, they're gonna be better this year because of this and the moves made during the draft. Man, I'm, I'm gonna keep mine just the one because I don't wanna, you know, take take anybody answer. Um, so we can try to spread it around a little bit, but. My first pick, I'm going with uh with Baltimore. I think Baltimore had the best the best draft out of any team in the league. They um <clears throat> honestly, if you look at it, they they worst pick was probably was probably I forget the they took a um tackle in the fourth round I think, but at mm-hmm. the same time that was just I feel like that was just insurance an insurance policy a backup because Baltimore already has a a decent offensive line, but the um. Center they picked up in the in the with their second first round pick is oh yeah Limbaugh yeah 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 mm-hmm. yep. and then um I, I honestly I feel like I feel like Kyle Hamilton to be a decent be a decent player he didn't seem super polished in college but at the same time I feel like he got the ath- athletic build in the body to be be a decent NFL pro so I got Baltimore with the best pick because there's not a lot of pieces on that team that needed to be fleshed out. The only issue they had was Hollywood Brown, and he out of there. So, Baltimore looking nice next year. Imagine 
going from um, Ed Reed to Earl Thomas while he's still good to Kyle Hamilton. Some teams just have all the damn luck. <laughs> and I, I didn't I didn't understand like so watching the draft, some of the, the experts or whatever didn't like that pick. I don't know how you don't like Kyle Hamilton at, at safety. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. Kyle Hamilton going that late to, from everybody else I'll consider to steal because most people were saying outside of his 40, everything about him was amazing. Now, granted, in the 40, I want to say he ran like a 4, 6, 3, or 4, 5, some along those lines. But either way, no, it wasn't a 4, 5. It had to be four, either late 4, 5 or 4, 6. But either way it goes, like, to me, I don't care what your 40 time says. I care about what the film says. Right. That's what I care about. And his film overwhelmingly says this is a man who either he is faster than that 40 time or he is that instinctive to where it he looks much faster than he is because he always knows where he's supposed to be. Yeah. Chris, who's your who's your draft winner, man? Um, I'm gonna go, and this is gonna be a weird pick for me, but I'm gonna go the Colts. Uh, as you guys mm. know, they picked up uh, Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan, mm. I know his rap is bad, but they had Carson Wentz, right? So they got mm. Matt Ryan now, and the draft pieces they got were complimentary pieces to like glue guys, you know what I mean? Like guys that they were literally, all they had to do was beat Jacksonville, and they were going to be in the playoffs, literally. Carson Wentz couldn't beat the team, the only other team with one win. Or did they have two? They, I think they had one win. Yeah, I think they only had one win. He couldn't beat the only other team that had one win and they didn't make the playoffs. So if you tell me, if you tell me that you give me Matt Ryan and you give me some draft pieces that are glue guys and JT still early in his prime, I'll take that. I think they won that draft. You know, I I hate to be this guy, but the Lions. The Lions got a hot date. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. There was not a single pick that they made that, like, left me scratching my head and saying, like, wait, wait, why? And and it's the Lions here. As much as I love the Lions, I am very much so always, like, critical of them. I, I'm, I'm so critical of the Lions because I love them so much. I have seen almost every one of their draft picks play, and all of them, all of them, I'm like, wait, he fell to where? The only one that makes sense that they got him as late as they did was uh I want to say the tight end from Virginia Tech. What was his name? Not not Woods. Woods was at Virginia. Mitchell. Mitchell fell. Mitchell fell because he tore his ACL. But he was a baller at Virginia Tech. Let me tell you something. Virginia Tech's quarterback, uh Braxton Burmeister, could not throw the ball to save his life. And Mitchell still made him look like a decent quarterback at times. Like uh, if it wasn't for the ACL tear, he would have went way earlier than he did. So that's that's a moment for me where I'm like, all right, bro, two straight decent drives? Hey, Lions, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I might be able to buy a jersey that, ain't, that don't say Sanders on the back pretty soon. Who knows? So who are y'all losers of the draft? Who did y'all look Chicago, at and say? Chicago, Chicago, oh, Chicago. Okay, all right. Chicago. All right. Well, it, I see you feel strongly about it. Talk to <laughs> us. What's, what's on your heart? What's on your heart about because these Because I feel like Chicago was in a position to bring a decent team out this season. They mm-hmm. traded. They, I feel like they already got a decent defense. They needed a little help in the secondary, but that wasn't their number one priority. 
They right. already got rid of their first round pick uh, this year to get Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go out and use a first round pick to get Justin Fields, what do you want to get him? Weapons. Yeah. The Bears don't have any receivers and they don't have an offensive line. They didn't take an offensive lineman into the fifth round. The first two rounds, they took defensive backs, with they, which they don't need. That's not their number one priority. And they took one receiver in a draft who's 25 years old and probably is about as slow as me. I didn't, I didn't understand a single pick that they made. They, they didn't get their priority. They didn't get their priority positions until the fourth round. And the picks that they took were not, it, it was better players available at wide receiver and offensive line when they made those picks. You know, I, I just want to say something about the wide receivers in this class real quick. This was an amazing wide receiver class. Yep. But Traylon Burks, okay, Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, everybody was so surprised that, like, not only was his old lady white, but, like, all of her friends were apparently there, too. And, like, everybody – it went viral a little bit. Everybody's very upset about this. Here's what I'm going to say about that. This man is from the middle of nowheresville, Arkansas, and his favorite activity is hunting boars with knives. <laughs> Where in that – like – the math got a math at some point, folks, and the math definitely checks out right there. Anywho, uh, Chris, who I, and also Josh, I agree. The Bears did not do uh, themselves any favors in this draft. And honestly, honestly, I know we talk about basketball players wanting out real early. If I was Justin Fields, I I didn't understand I, it because this I, draft, the Bears, could, the Bears could have had like if the Bears drafted correctly. I could have seen them rolling out next season and getting eight, nine, ten wins. Honestly, after letting Allen Robinson fly, like y'all don't, y'all don't replace, bro. Like, what are you? What is your plan offensively? What are you gonna do? Like, what? I, you know, I, I, I digress. Chris, who is your loser of this drive? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Patriots, man. Um, they. They drafted some picks that was like kind of some reaches, man. You know, you know what I mean. I know Bill Belichick. His history is he take a lot of used cars and turn them into brand new cars. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about y'all, but a lot of his pictures reaches. And if I got embarrassed like that in my playoff game, I don't know if I would have drafted some of them players as early as they did. Those picks he was making, it seemed like he trying to pride himself on turning, you know what I'm saying, turning cold. Yeah. It's like he was I mean? doing it on purpose. Like he All trying right. to find a steal of the draft. Here's here's a very fun fact about that first round draft pick. I don't know if everybody here is like super in tune with social media and all that. The Los Angeles Rams were um, the Los Angeles Rams were watching the draft live while in the middle of a press conference. Sean McVay and their GM are sitting there when the uh, the Patriots took Cole Strange in the first round, and Sean McVay says, and I quote. Man, we wasted our time watching tape on Cole Strange thinking he was going to be there at 104. (laughs) Now, for those of you who don't know, there are 32 NFL teams, 32 picks in each round. That is the fourth round, folks. That's what I'm saying. He did some reaching, man. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. My loser this draft is by far the Cardinals. Oh, my God, did y'all do terrible. But listen, they must hate Cliff Kingsbury as much as I do. (laughs) Jesus Christ. First of all, first of all, and and here's the thing. This draft being terrible for the Cardinals wasn't just the Cardinals' fault. This is how you know that this is a snake-bitten franchise a little bit. 
how under God's green earth did DeAndre Hopkins get suspended right at the same time as the draft happened, first of all? Second of all, y'all traded a first-round pick for Hollywood Brown. No disrespect to Hollywood. No disrespect to the man. I like him a lot. I, I like the Ravens a lot. That's one of my squad. I watch them whenever they're on TV. I try to watch them unless my lines are also on because they're going to take priority as always. But did y'all see the game where the Lions and the Ravens played last year? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think God was there, wasn't you? No, no. No. Hollywood Brown dropped not one, not two, three touchdowns. In that game. <laughs> and the Cardinals looked up and they said, yeah, that's my guy right there. That's my man. I'm going to stick beside him. What? You you saw this man have the inability. This man couldn't catch a cold standing butt naked in Alaska on top of the icebox where Omarion Hart used to be. And you're telling me that that's the guy you trade a first-round pick for? I don't care how fast he is, how much you think, oh, we're going to get him the ball in all these cute ways that 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 the Ravens didn't think of. At the end of the day, he's a receiver, and he's not a very big one. You can't use him like Debo Samuels where you're like, hey, we're going to line you up in the backfield and, and hand you the ball about 10, 15 times a game, figure it out. You can't do that with him because he's a small guy. Mm-hmm. And you trade the first round. And now let's get into the actual pick, shall we? Because I'm gonna tell you, I had when I tell you I had high hopes for the the Cardinals when they drafted Isaiah Simmons a couple years ago. I said to myself, "All right, okay, they they doing a little something. Like they they might make a little something shape." Man, I'm this this draft by the Cardinals was it. I'm I'm legitimately at a loss for it because again. We're talking about, first of all, we're talking about the trading away of the first round pick. That was that was terrible enough on its own. But then the picks that you made after trading away your first were disappointing, to say the least. I mean, your first pick was Trey McBride out of Colorado State. Not it doesn't move the needle for me. I'll say that I'll say it like this. The only pick they made that I really liked was um my Jay Sanders at a hundred. Yeah. Everybody else, I'm just like, man, man. None of none of these guys do anything special for me. Well, out of the way, this whole draft. Say so what now? John, me or, or a guy? Oh, I thought y'all was both talking at the same time. My mic must have cut out or something. Wait, we were. Uh, go ahead, Chris. I said I think this whole draft was man. <laughs> I mean, listen, I think that this is the worst quarterback class we've seen in some time, but I think that this drive is actually going to produce, at least at the top, I think we're going to see more Hall of Famers out of this class than we've seen in quite some time. I think that we're this this class has some guys that were like sneaky good. And and trust me, it was it was folks battling it out for worst draft to me. It was folks battling it out because the Jags. Boy, the Jags gonna jag. If, if you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know nothing else, the Jags are gonna jag, and they was right there to me. But the Jags made a couple of bad picks where I'm like, mm, but they made up for it. You know what I mean? Like Trayvon Walker at number one was crazy, but Devin Lloyd at 27, yeah. you make up for it a little bit. Snoop Connor, you make up for it a little bit. Chad Moon, I'm not crazy about, but I'm like, eh, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't right. understand why they took Chad Moomin. They don't need a linebacker. The yeah, linebacker is a wonderful. Yeah, you know, I, 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 but but you know what though, Chad Moomin is a guy that he's all over the field. He is he's a guy that you think about as like a uh, he is a, a poor man's Brian Urlacher. Like he's always going to be where he's supposed to be, and he's a tackling machine. When he gets his hands on you, you go into the dirt. So I mean, I think a third round pick is a little high for a linebacker that you like. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you're gonna be a special teams demon. But right. I but that's why again I say they they were right there on the edge of worst draft for me. But again, the Cardinals just had too much go wrong for them outside the draft where I was like, Yeah, no, no, this team got a lot worse in the span of three days. They got a lot worse. And that's that's just pure well, another nonsense. The, the thing is, did they know D Hop was about to get suspended before they dra- did that trade? So I think that's what the speculation is. The speculation is that they traded the first because they felt like they needed a receiver one for those first couple of games. And I'm just like, I I can't see, like, I get it. Cliff Kingsbury is feeling the heat and feeling the pressure. But Cliff, nobody is criticizing how you, your teams come out the gates. Y'all always start the season strong, but y'all fizzle down the stretch. D-Hop is going to be there for the part of the season you need him for. He's going to be there. So to, the, to trade a first for Hollywood is just, you know, I, I'll tell you this. Part. Go ahead. I, he's, he's much better on Madden than he is in real life, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. The craziest part is um, Miami, they doing all this to kind of justify that they drafted that quarterback tour, right? Mm-hmm. They trade, They got Tyreek. They got all these speed team receivers. What happens with Miami if they don't convert? You know what I mean? Like – I mean, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. At least they got a good receiving core to go with, like, a a quarterback next year. If they're not good, they're not going to be able to get one of the top quarterbacks next year. But next year's quarterback class is loaded. I mean, when I say loaded, I mean absolutely loaded. Like, when I talk about – and I'm not saying this because I'm an NC State guy – but, like, Devin Leary is considered to be one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. And, like, nobody's like, yeah, he's amongst that that top ilk that's going to be going in the top 10 or 15. Nobody is saying that. I wouldn't mind the Lions having one more bad season. You know? I'm, eh, eh, I mean, we've done it mean? this many times. So go ahead go ahead, and get a quarterback real quick. Hey, I mean, hey big head, Mr. CJ Stroud. <laughs> we got a Michigan guy. Might have to balance it out with Ohio State guy next year. You know what I'm saying? But, anyway, uh, so speaking of teams and, and, you know, who got better, who got worse, we got to talk about this, these NBA seasons that have officially ended and where some of these teams are going to go from here. Who needs to have a conversation? Who needs to have that sit down of like, Hey, what's, what's really going on here? Right. Oh. So the, the we, we was getting there. We was getting there. Josh. <laughs> we was getting there. So that we going to start, you know what, since Josh want to start with, with Utah, we going to start with Utah. We go start in the West. The Mavs beat the Jazz four two, fellas. What are y'all takeaways from that series? What are you thinking? Um, my only takeaway from that is that Utah need, needs to break it up. Just when you watch basketball, as long as you watch basketball, you can tell when the team chemistry, when a body language is just not there. If you're looking at those rosters on paper, it's no way that Dallas should be beating Utah in a seven game series without Luca, especially. What? They won games without Luca, and Luca is a, a star player, but he's also a ball stopper. They yeah. don't have great ball rotation whenever Luca is on the floor. 
And if you look at it, the second best player on Dallas is maybe Spencer Dinwiddie. That's yeah. not an amazing roster. You're looking at teams, Donovan Mitchell, who's an all-NBA player. Rudy Gobert, who's a what, three-time defensive player of the year? Yep, I believe so. You got Jordan yeah. Clarkson, who's six-man of the year. You got uh, uh, Bogdanovich, who finished twice in six-man of the year. He, he finished second in uh, six-man of the year twice. But looking at the body language, it's like their offense is, I don't know what's going on in that locker room, but they're constantly freezing out Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell gets irritated and he jacks up a dumb shot about five possessions in a row. And next thing you know, Dallas is on a 10-0 run. They got to call a timeout. And they come out and they play decent for a stretch. And then the same cycle happens over again. And you can physically see like the team's body language towards Donovan Mitchell is something that needs to change. So I know when you got a player like D. Mitch, the 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 easy choice would be say hey let's get Rudy Gobert out of here even though he's a defensive player he's also a liability on defense at times and he doesn't have the greatest offensive bag you can find another Rudy Gobert somewhere but watching that series that team's body language towards Donovan Mitchell shows me that Donovan Mitchell needs to go or they need to build an entire new team around him and although I have love for Donovan Mitchell I don't think he's a player that you build your entire roster around if you want to win a championship but he's I, I think that he's you're in a weird spot because how can you get rid of him how can you what can you get back for Donovan Mitchell that you think is, is going to be a fair value? You don't. You get one of those teams that's always looking to self-sabotage and try to get you some maybe decent role players and maybe get you some can, uh, some picks. Can, can I go? Can I, go ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> you know what you get for Donovan Mitchell? So let me let me just I'm, I'm going to take it back a couple steps, though, and I'm going to answer your question, Gibbs. So Utah. OK. Let's see where you we're going to do a from two at work. I like to do a from two when I'm working on projects because it kind of shows the value and the importance of the project you're working on. So we're going to do a from two. So you talk. Y'all went from the last time y'all were relevant was the year. Actually, the year they had already got eliminated, but Kobe's last game, he gave y'all 60. Right. So then you said, okay, where are we at? We, we, We are at the bottom of the bottom. So you go, you grab Gobert. Okay, that's one. He was there, but he got developed him a little bit more. Then, you know, you waited in the draft. You got lucky and got Donovan Mitchell. He wasn't supposed to drop that far down in the draft. He but came but Luke Kennard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to go that far. But um, you got lucky. He came to the league already polished as a rookie. They were able to advance to the second round of the playoffs as a rookie against the Oklahoma City Thunder that contained Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And Donovan Mitchell had an excellent game six where he dropped 44 points and he hit circuit shots on, 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 on that Thunder team. Hell of a game he had. All right. And then you lose. Okay. Makes sense. Young team. Some guys haven't played together. Then 2020, come, well, 2019 come around. You lose to the Rockets. Again. It's like, okay, that's expected. The Rockets, they're going toe-to-toe with the Warriors. Okay? Then 2020 happens, right? You know, you say 2020 was a year that don't really count. We could, we could say that. I mean, they only saying that because LeBron won a title in 2020, but any other superstar won a title that year, they will be, oh, man. But a story for a different mm-hmm. day. But, okay, you come out the bubble. You get Mike Conley in, the, in that bubble run. And y'all lose off an of, off of in-and-out shot to the Nuggets. Fine. You come out 2021, what you do? Number one seed. And you lose again. 
Mike Conley don't move the needle that much for you, realize. So what do you do? Run it back. Same roster. <laughs> so so if you if you hear what I said in the beginning, that from two method, they really don't have a two that they're going to. It's really just right. a from, and they still trying to figure out where they're going, Gibbs. So now I'm going back to your question, where you what you trade for Donovan Mitchell. If I'm the Jazz, I do a deep dive analysis on who moves the needle for this team. Because every time this team is winning, you never hear about Donovan Mitchell for MVP. You hear about Rudy Gobert for MVP. So is he the guy that we're going to build this team around, or is Donovan Mitchell the guy? Now, market value, I'm pretty sure you get more for Donovan Mitchell. Here's why. Here's why. Hello, Oklahoma City Thunder. You have a young guy in Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and you got a lot of picks. You guys are never going to get the star in free agency like Donovan Mitchell. Never going to get a box office player like that. Shea's not a box box office player, right? But we're going into a rebuild in Utah. We can use Shea and two picks. That worked out to me for both ends because now – OKC has a selling point to other players. You know, they're not going to get free agents. But now you bring D. Mitch in and you start trading off all them draft picks you done built the inventory on and you start getting some guys. Like, let's say, I'm just saying, let's just say the Lakers said, you know what, Anthony Davis, you're not going to stay healthy. Lakers, come take four of these picks and take Josh Giddy. Now you got Anthony Davis and Donovan Mitchell in Oklahoma City. I like that a lot better, okay? Now, that's a from two for okay, Oklahoma City. You went from never having a big agent, big free agent, to having two max players that you haven't had in a long time. And Utah got the draft capital, and they got Shea Gildress. Now, you get Mike Conley out of there. Now, you can start, got something to build because Shea Gildress not getting that much money yet. So, to me, the Jazz are in a spot where – if they don't trade Donovan Mitchell, I don't think they really have much of a rebuild. Nobody want Mike Conley. Right. Gobert only going to get you so much because he's a center. And this NBA, they don't really cater to centers. Rudy Gobert gets you – if you if you was to trade with Dallas, they, they get you some role players and a couple picks. I mean, if you used to trade Rudy Gobert with any other team for their center, you ain't going to get the same value back. And also, you're not going to get anything of importance back in a rebuild. That's a long-winded answer, but JFF, you the you the mayor of Twitch, right? Is is in your powers? Is is exile and folks included in those powers? Because I want both of these bandits gone from Twitch for at least a month. Trade Donovan Mitchell. I don't listen. Here's the thing. I am a huge believer in recency bias be whooping a lot of folks' tails. And this is why I love being on this show, because normally it's, y'all are not affected by that. D- Donovan Mitchell, I don't think that like we're properly putting in context how good of a player Donovan no, Mitchell is. No, I am. I am. I, but I, I fully that, understand that. That's what we're saying. Though. On, that's the only on, player me... that's going to set you up for a good rebuild. Literally the this, only player on that roster. This man put up... 36, 5, and 5 in 2020 playoffs. He put up 32, 5, and 4 in the 21 playoffs. This team, this team was rotten to their core. This team, everything about them, from the inside out, every... 
And, and I understand that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? When you have a player like that, you get them some OGs, you get them some new guys, new fresh blood in the locker room, and you make it happen. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, that the Jazz can get that would make any type of sense to where I would be like, yeah, that makes sense to get back for Donovan Mitchell. So hear me and out. He- hear me out. With the way that Donovan Mitchell plays basketball, give me one player in the history of the game with that with that play style that wins you a championship, except Dwayne Wade. Are you are you serious? I'm serious. Dwayne Wade and and Donovan Mitchell are two totally different players. I think they play very similar. Dwayne Wade was a much better defender than Donovan Mitchell is. And Donovan Mitchell is a much better shooter than Dwayne Wade. Extreme, like it's not even close. He don't he shoot he shoot the ball more. Not at a he higher clip though. Bro, this year, this year, Donovan Mitchell played horribly. I'll give you that. Especially in the playoffs. This series against the Mavs, I have never seen him take as many bad shots in bulk as he did this year. It's like he went to Sam's Club, got those the deluxe like fr- car. Those frustration shots. I can see it in their And that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. When he's shooting like he normally shoots. Again, bro, go back and look at look at what this man has done year over year in the NBA. 34% from D, 36% from D, 37% from D, 39% from D, 36%. Like, bro, this man is a really good shooter. Again, he's not the defender Dwayne Wade. Is. I ain't going to lie to you and tell you that. But he is a really good shooter. He is a eh, decent passer. But this team, again, they have so many... Y'all, when you talk about them locking him out of the ball, freezing him out, yes, absolutely. You saw that. And then as a result of them freezing him out, he would jack up stupid shots, which it's is which came first, the chicken or the egg. Because you you literally just keep this perpetual cycle of, of we're gonna freeze him out. Well, I'm gonna take stupid shots when I touch it. Like that's but, that kept going. But 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 Gibbs, but Gibbs, the only thing you could count on for the jazz, right? And I, I don't even know because Jalen Brunson had fish food with with the whole Jazz team. Even when he <laughs> drove the ball into the basket, Gobert Man. did not remind me of a defensive player of the year. And Jalen Brunson, even when he was at Villanova, he wasn't like that. I, I'm sorry. No, I, no, no disrespect to Jalen Brunson. I know you can develop in the league, but bro, 40 a game. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. You was not. If you was 40 a game for real. <laughs> Luca would have been a lot farther in the playoffs by not. You you not for it. Utah had Jalen Brunson looking like a my player out there. Boy, bruh, what? Bruh. <laughs> Boy, so, what? But the but the one thing you could rely on is that every shot at the rim was tough. Okay? Every shot at the rim was tough. You had to do several moves, ball fakes, whatever to get Gobert in the air, and every shot was tough. And granted, D Mitch is a far better player all around, right? Except mm-hmm. defensively. But like I said, Gibbs, he's the only thing because Gobert is getting $208 million. He's getting more than Donovan Mitchell. You know that, right, Gibbs? Yeah. Like the only the only three contracts you can trade him for is John Wall, Russell Westbrook, and um Steph Curry. That's how much Gobert making. And again, this is this is this is what I'm saying, okay? I understand that the, they have a lot of problems. I understand that the the Jazz have a lot of problems and they're going to have to blow this up. Who would you rather build around when you blow it up? A 25-year-old scoring dynamo, because let's be honest, that's what that's yeah. what uh, yeah, uh, I'm not taking is. nothing from him. 
or a 31-year-old big with a with a bag that's lesser than Pasco Siakam. And I'm not even a bag guy. That's not me. I'm not, trust me, I'm not a member of bag Twitter whatsoever. This Listen, Gobert is not again. a terrible post score. He's not, I'm never gonna build around him. Never. You can no, I'm though. not saying you build around him, but you trade Donald Mitchell and get you a young guy like Shaq Gildress, or you get you a young young guard in the league, like a let's say you went over there and got a co Anthony and Franz Wagner for him. You know what I mean? Maybe and then eventually, right? And then eventually you trade Gobert and trade Conley, and you start over from scratch. Because what they have right now is too many pieces that they can't really get rid of. Nobody want Conley contract, and nobody want Gobert contract. But two years from now, when they contracts are on their last year they become more viable options for a championship contender team. Man, I'll tell you what. If I'm them, if I'm them, I'm packaging up whatever I can, and I'm going out, and I'm looking for something big, some splash to be made as far as, like, listen, I need a lot of roster shakeup. I need guys. I need a lot of 3 and D guys. That's what I need. I'm going to let Donovan cook, but I need guys who can knock down a shot and who know I'm not going to get 10 shots a game. That, that Like, they need to know that. They... There needs to be maybe one or two guys getting that. Everybody else needs to know that. Because, again, at the end of the day, if you trade Donovan Mitchell, this is a problem that I see with the NBA weights. Like, that's like it's, – it's a really bad problem right now. Everybody is either championship contending or they're blowing it up. This team, they're at a similar spot to where the Hawks were with Joe Johnson. Like, yes, Joe Johnson is ISO Joe. We love him. He's fun to see play. He's the deepest bag of all bags. But, like – He's not going to win you a championship. So what do you do? Do you – and he? I think he's better than Joe Johnson. I think he's the rich man's Joe Johnson. But when you look at that, you ask yourself, okay, so do we surround him with pieces and hope it works out? Or do we get rid of him and start to rebuild? And to me, I mean, listen, I don't know what Utah fans' temperament is. You know what I mean? I'm not Vernon Maxwell. I have nothing against the city of Utah. I'm at the uh, city of Salt Lake City. Uh, the folks in Utah, I'm sure y'all are great people. I'm sure that there are plenty of folks in Utah listening to this show. We love y'all. You know what I mean? Keep it up. All the good work that y'all doing or stop all the bad stuff you're doing. But either way, um, the fact of the matter is, I don't know if your fan base is like, yeah, I'm cool with like rebuilding when we had a 25-year-old whose game is going to age well. Because let's be honest, while he is wildly explosive, he can shoot. So his game, even as he ages, he's going to be able to shoot the ball still. Yeah. It, you can't get rid of that. You you have at least, at, at minimum, at minimum, four years of Donovan Mitchell still being Donovan Mitchell. You have at least four years of that. No, and I agree with I, you. Guess, I don't know if you get rid of I it. I mean, I don't know if you get anything else for it, though. That's what I'm saying on that team. And also, I mean, if you go on to a rebuild with Donovan Mitchell – he ain't going to stay there. He ain't going to be happy. You, you already living in Utah, bro. But he's locked up. He's like, you can't go nowhere. Yeah. You, oh, you can be as mad yeah, as you want to be. You man, put pen to paper, up. baby. He, he could he could be mad, and then he can go out there and do what he want to do, and then play when he want to play. He can force, force his way out. This is a new NBA now, Giz. You can force your way out anywhere. I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, I don't, I don't take Donovan Mitchell as that type of guy. Like, I just don't. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Donovan Mitchell, again, the the like ball stopping thing, I give y'all that. I will 100% own that. The, oh, I'm, I, y'all are shut me out, so I'm going to take stupid shots. I give y'all that. I don't think he's the type to be like, yo, I got to get up out of here. Like, they got me out down bad for a year. Like, bro, when they drafted you, you instantly were on a playoff contending team right away. Right. Like, I think his rookie season was the only year they missed a 
Wait, did they make the playoffs? No, they beat OKC his rookie year, remember? Okay, so yeah. That, so yeah, bro, like, you, you know what I mean? You really can't. Like, all and the other game players, is polished too, bro. Like, I don't really see how many more levels he got. He came to the league polished. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, again, I just, I don't see where you, where you would get rid of him at, but we'll, we'll, we'll go there. Uh, Grizzlies beat, I'm sorry, the Grizzlies beat the Wolves 4 2. Um, and with the Grizzlies beating the Wolves 4 2, a lot of people were making fun of the Grizzlies because of their reaction to getting into the play in, as well as Carl Anthony Towns uh, blowing kisses to the crowd while leaving the court. Um, <laughs> Fellas, do, do y'all before we get into the actual series, are those moments for y'all where y'all are like, yo, you're wilding, relax, or like, yes. is that just part of the game? Definitely. No, that's that's not part of the game. If you professional athlete, I, I can't I honestly can't recall any other time where I saw a team celebrate getting into the playoffs that hard. They were taking off jerseys, yelling into the stands. Um, I mean, we we've even seen days where Teams found out they made the playoffs the very last game of the season across mm-hmm. all sports. Mm-hmm. And they just say, hey, we snuck into the playoffs. Let's go in here and try to win games. And I was actually impressed by Minnesota because they were in a position. You can't you can't motivate teams like Grizzlies are one of those teams that prove that they need some motivation and they are some dogs. But if you can like outbeat the, you can outbeat them mentally. And honestly, in that series, if Minnesota just shut their mouths, Minnesota would have won in five. Mm. Mm. Here's the thing about Minnesota, man. You got a lot of guys that's going to play hard for most of the game. And then the end of the game, they they, they scatter that moment. Carl Anthony Towns is no longer a young guy. Now, I'm a firm believer in not slandering Carl Anthony Towns. He's been through a lot the last two years. And I I feel that brother on so many levels. I mean, he lost so many people to COVID. Then he got COVID. And it just, he's been going through a lot. But he was talking extremely spicy in this series to yeah. be up 25 and then lose the game. Okay. And I think the purpose of the play-in tournament is to have a celebration like that. It's like an inter-league inter tournament. So, I mean, I guess it's okay that they were happy that they won an inter-league tournament. It's like a participation award. We participated, so we got the playoffs. Um, let's be happy about it. We made the playoffs. We ain't made the playoffs in God knows when. But it's no reason why the 20-year-old on the team it's was trying to close the game and the most mature. It's no reason why a 20-year-old from the ghetto, the hood, is the most mature and handles himself the best on the court in closing time. Can I can I just can I just say something real quick? Can I just say something real quick? I don't think that y'all are putting in the proper content. And maybe this is just the episode where where we just like, I'm glad that we not in the studio together because I would even putting somebody in the headlock at this point. <laughs> the Timberwolves, do y'all know the last time the Timberwolves won a playoff series? Won KG was there. Oh, sad? What year? 07? It was 0304. 0-3-0-4. Correct. 0304. That was the last time they won a playoff. Man, let them boys celebrate, dog. They've been there 18 years. Listen, if, they, if their playoff winning drought 
was a person, it would be signing up for crippling student loan debt right now. You understand? <laughs> like, if if their playoff win drought was a human being, it would know who Jada Fire is by now. You you get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, there's these are like it, just, you got to understand, bro. This team. Listen, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at. Y'all are absolutely right in saying that Anthony Edwards being the most poised and most mature, that's a shame. That's a shame. But when you look around that roster, it really makes sense. Pat Bev. Yeah. Pat Bev has been Pat Bev for forever. Anybody expecting him to not be Pat Bev, that's your fault, not his. All right. D'Angelo Russell got kicked out of L.A. unceremoniously. Why? Because he lacked what? Maturity. Maturity. Uh, And then you go to Cat. With everything that Cat has been through, in this recent time, right? I get that, like, nobody wants to hear this, but, like, yes, his heel turn has been horrible. It's It's been one of the worst heel turns I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and I used to be a WWE fan hardcore. I have never seen a heel turn this bad. But with that being said, again, what has Cat ever won in his career? This man was going around bragging, talking about I'm the greatest three-point shooting big ever, as if that means anything. Imagine a guard saying, I'm the best rebounding guard ever, bro. I mean, I get in there. I mix it up in the paint. Everybody would just be like, okay, bro. Like what's, what's the problem? So, I mean, uh, this, this team being who they are, I, I don't think that we can like really be too mad at them for being who they are. I'm sorry. I just think if you had anything in life that you waited for, for 18 years, when you finally do it, you're going to be excited too, even though they still didn't win a series. So I guess they technically didn't do it. Since the play-in doesn't count as a series, but yeah, yeah, that, you know that's 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 just where they are. So the next series, we got the Warriors beating the Nuggets four-one. Fellas, thoughts from this series? Um, I mean, I think we all saw that coming just because the only time we ever see Golden State really struggle, which is surprising because they're a team that never really had bigs. But the only time we ever really see Golden State struggle is against really elite guards. And I wouldn't say Jamal Murray is an elite guard, but I definitely think he would have put a lot of pressure on Steph and especially forcing Steph to play defense to where that would have been more of a series. But without Jamal Murray and without a couple of their weapons, I think we all saw that coming. I think I was just, for the most part, impressed with um, how they played team defense on a, on a big as elite as Jokic. And even though Jokic got his numbers, percentage-wise, he shot much worse than he did during the regular season. So that is, so that is something I was impressed by, but I don't think that really applies to Golden State for, for the rest of the playoffs because Jokic is really only elite big uh, out West. Okay. All right. Chris, what you think about? Uh, I actually am a little impressed with Draymond Green. I know I don't say that often, but he played a hell of a game against Joker that series. However, however, if Michael Porter... Okay, let's put this into scenario. The Nuggets are asking Aaron Gordon to give you 25 a game in a series. <laughs> like, that's what Joker was out there working with. Aaron Gordon and Monte Morris to give you 25 a game. Either one of them. That 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 that's that should be a sin, honestly. Quick, quick fun fact. Uh, in that series, Aaron Gordon had more reach-in fouls than made threes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you add Michael Porter Jr. And, and Jamal Murray, I think that series would have went seven. Here's why. For one, Clay Thompson is is back, yes. 
Clay Thompson hasn't been pushed on the defensive end since he came back from those two nasty injuries yet. He hasn't been pushed. You know who he guarded? You know who he guarded this year in the playoffs? Who? Monte Morris. I don't know. He picked up. I mean, we're not talking about round two, but he picked up Ja for a lot of that game yesterday. And Ja took over the second half of that game yesterday. I I just, if, I if, just if, if, go ahead, get. I just want to say one thing, man. Y'all know me. Whenever a guy's leading the team, Jokic led them in every statistical category except blocks. Every single statistical category except blocks, points, rebounds, assists, steals. Jokic was leading them in st- man. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. You add Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., who can both give you 25 a night. And Michael Porter Jr. can do it in his sleep. He's very efficient. Jamal Murray can erupt some games. He's a little more streaky. But you make Clay and Curry play defense, that offense production. And then Jordan Poole hasn't been tested on defensive end either. So that PTSD, which is actually a cool nickname, that's probably one of the coolest nicknames I haven't seen in a while, that PTSD. Uh, that's pretty cool. I ain't gonna Wait, lie. Wait, whose nickname uh, is PTSD? So you got Pool for the team. Thompson and Draymond. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. But <laughs> that's a fire name. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But okay. You got right. you got you got two guys that we know Curry ain't horrible anymore, but you got two guys we know can't guard nobody. Curry and Pool. Clay Thompson's off an Achilles and an ACL tear. I am making him do every fast twist defensive move possible. He's getting screened everything. Who's going to make him do it? Will Barton? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You have Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. That series might have went seven. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We talk about disgruntled players and players who might want out. Jokic. Big dog. Go away. Big dog. Big dog, it might be time for you to have a talk with your star players. <laughs> I know, I know that you've been in, in America long enough to speak some good English. Bring your brother in the room too, because he's either muscle of the family. So bring the one that looked like he shoot people for fun. Bring him in the room. <laughs> Tell Jamal and and uh, Porter, hey, listen, <laughs> you two are gonna play at least sixty games apiece next year, <laughs> or else, or else. Like that, y'all, y'all, I give y'all the reason to be out for real. I give. Listen, I, I'm sorry, but as a as a star player, I understand that like it's you're expected to lead the team and do all the things, and I get it. Jamal Murray doesn't want to be hurt. I get it. Michael Porter Jr. doesn't want to be hurt. At some point in time, bro, if y'all are gonna be my my running mates, I can't keep what. I am not about to be leading us in every statistical category. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't care if the offense does run through me. That's still crazy. Yeah, everybody can't do like LeBron, bro. And and then not even talking about LeBron. This is just this is insane. In the NBA, you're looking at the best athletes in the world. And this is a Michigan guy, so I hate to talk about him like this. Monte Morris, what are you doing, young man? <laughs> what are you doing? This man, the the craziest part about that series was I kept saying to myself, the the Warriors are doubling and coming down so hard on Jokic that like and they, he was kicking out to wide open shooters on the perimeter and I'm like they're gonna start making these shots they they have to 
They didn't. They just and, and didn't. the one game they did, they won. The one game that they did, they won. <laughs> yeah, you know, I got a defense to go to state played on on Denver. You know, you go to the open run at, at the gym, and it's one dude that obviously like plays somewhat professional ball. So y'all just double him the whole game, and then he kick it to <laughs> he kick it to whoever. And y'all just be like, y'all just run out there with a the hand up. You just jog out there with a the hand up, like yeah. Hey, listen. When I was when I was watching them play ball at uh, Lifetime Fitness the other day, man, they was literally like it was just one. Actually, it wasn't even one dude. It was like three or four dudes on one team that they was just waving off. Like the other team was not playing defense on them at all, and they was bricking. <laughs> they was vindicating them. Like it, it was like like you said, Josh was the one dude that was good, and he was tall too. He was like six eight, six nine. They was like double and tripling him, and if he couldn't get a shot up, he'd kick it out, and they'd just be like. And then or, or, miss. Or, 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 or you just clap when he go to release. You just clap. Hey, don't clap at me. Don't don't clap at me, bro. Or 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 you run by him when you going back on defense on offense. <laughs> you just run Discuss. by him real quick. <laughs> Discuss. And and, the, and again, if we're talking about this, just this postseason now, just this postseason, you look at what these guys were doing from deep, and you sit here and ask yourself, what I I don't understand it. I don't understand. How Aaron Gordon, you shot 20% from deep. Austin Rivers, 33%. Monte Morris, this is the one spot you did well, 42%. But everybody else, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Nah, nah. If I'm him, mm-mm, mm-mm. And Boogie, that was the best Boogie we've seen in, in, in forever. I have not seen Boogie play this well since, what, King Day? 2015. I was about to say 2015, 2016. And and this is what y'all give nah nah man nah but anyway yeah, shout out to the Warriors so so now did this make the Warriors y'all favorite in the West Warriors not my for favorite me, in the West uh, <laughs> September thirtieth I told y'all the Warriors was my favorite so okay that's fair that's fair Chris they your favorites in the West now nah man I, I like Phoenix still man I really just Bro, Golden State only won one title without Kevin Durant, and it was like the title where LeBron literally had to go Super Saiyan, and they gave him kid trunks. How, he, how well dragged, is Kevin hey, he Durant that playing ca- the playoffs without the Warriors? I ain't he trying just, to hear that because before the Warriors, Kevin Durant still had crazy games. Can hey, I, can last I year, last year, Kevin Durant played in the playoffs. You want to talk I about last year? This? Can I? And I was just about to say, Kevin Durant is. I think he. I think he hit the cliff. I think he hit it. I think. Now I'm not sure because he could prove me wrong. I think he hit the cliff. Where I don't think he hit the cliff, but he nah, hit the plateau nah. for sure. Nah, bro. Did y'all y'all forgetting last year that quick? Did y'all see what he that, did with that's my nobody? Point. A long time. But that's my long. point. But that that's my that's my point. Last year he had nobody and performed better than he did this year with Kyrie. That's my point in saying like it may have been the cliff. We may have just. Like, I watched. never thought I'd see the day what twenty four year old Jason Tatum got Katie on clamps. No, but I, I think I think y'all looking at it wrong though, bro. Because that like okay. This is what I think y'all looking at it wrong. That Boston defense needs more credit, okay? They threw literally every player on that roster at Kevin Durant. Literally. Even Peyton Pritchard matched up with KD for one minute. And then they yeah. threw another body at him behind him. They had a triangle around him at all times. They literally said, Bruce Bond, you're going to have to beat us. Um, Kyrie Irving, you're going to have to beat us. 
Patty Mills, you're going to have to beat us. Can KD's I, can not I, beating us. Can I let you in on a secret? Can I let you in on a secret? Hey, go ahead. Kevin Durant last year, who did he have that was a killer, that was a baller, that was somebody special with him last year? He had James Harden a half a leg. James Harden on half a leg. Now, did he did he or did he not play the same Celtics team last year? But no, they had all three of them when they played the Celtics last year. All three of the big three was healthy. They didn't get hurt until the second round against the Bucks. You okay. can fact check me right all now. Right, all right, all right. They, so all, they rolled all through the them. Three. All right, so all three of the big three was healthy. Okay, so they right. go off. They go off. They do their thing, right? Who mm-hmm. was the best of the big three in that series against the Celtics? Kevin Durant by far. By far. What did Kevin Durant do against the Celtics last year? He 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 dominated them. Dominate 30, 33, 7 and 3. What did he do against Milwaukee last year? 35, 11 and 5. Right. I'm telling you, this is not, this, this drop off isn't just like a good, like, bro, oh, this is really bro, good defense drop off. Nah, this is different. Gary Payton is regarded as one of the best defenders of all time, right? We saw the statistical drop-off that Jordan had when he was checking them versus when he didn't. And many people consider Jordan to be the, the greatest player of all time. But you saw when he had one of the greatest defenders of all time on him, there was a notable difference. The difference wasn't no 10 points, bro. The difference was not that. This right. is a totally so, different... So, so why I think it's not a cliff, I think both of y'all right. Why I think it's not a cliff, I think he probably plateaued. We never seen the same KD again that we seen last year. I, I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. We're never going to see that game. Well, well, the reason the reason why I disagree is because for one, that team didn't play a lot together. For one, okay, and for two, they don't have the right coach. When you have somebody like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that are like soap operas, basically, you coaching. When you got two players like that, you need a coach like a Pat Riley. You need a coach like a, a Greg Popovich. Somebody that's going to be like, cut all that noise out. Kyrie, you're going to go get your shot, and you're going to play this season. You know what I mean? You 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 got to – and I know freedom of choice and whatever y'all want to say. Kyrie didn't have to do it. But when you have that type of coach, it drives your team to want to do better. The Nets out there with Steve Nash don't even – they just like, well, if we win, it's okay. If we lose, it's okay. KD can get 30. I'm waiting on KD to get 30. And then when the Celtics swarming him, he ain't going to get 30. So, Steve Nash, where's the adjustment? Do you do you want to know the last time KD averaged less than 30 in a series that he played the entire series in? Probably. I'd say against the Lakers in, what was that, 2010? No, it was more recent than that. It was, yeah, I was about in, to say 20, 2019 in, in playoffs 2018, when uh, he got hurt. In 2018. That was the last time. In 2018, that was the last time. In 2018, uh, when they played the, uh, the Pelicans. But mind you, in that series against the Pelicans, he was playing. He was playing. <laughs> he was playing 36, 36 and a half, 37 minutes a game. This series, he was playing 44, bro. There has not been a single time, a single time where this man had 40 minutes put up and was not putting up uh, at least 30. At least. Not a single time. Man, I'm telling you, this about. is. This is, that is I'm the not most saying that he's trash. player in the NBA, I'm, bro. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he's trash. I'm not saying that he's buns now. I'm not saying that it's over and we're never going to see a good KD again. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is 
That KD from last year was literally a, if his foot was two sizes smaller, Giannis doesn't get a ring. Yeah. We're not seeing that no more. And he didn't have nobody with him. He didn't have nobody. Man, we're not seeing that KD no more, man. We're not seeing that. We, we've seen the best. And, and here's the thing. Everybody likes to say, oh, like, uh, these players just aren't good or whatever. That's never going to be me. Kevin Durant, I'll give you all that. It, I'm never going to argue he's the most skilled scorer ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Post game, pull up, pat, uh, dribble. He he has different ways to create space. Absolutely. Slippery off ball. He has great gathering skills as far as his catch and shoot. He, all of that. Absolutely. We are never going to see the Kevin Durant that we saw that we're never going to see that again. It's not happening. He ain't walked through that. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think, was... I think he may have it in for maybe a, another series. Maybe. I, he's not going to have that for a full playoff span like he did last year. Last year, when they required him to go legend for darn near the entire series against Boston and in the second round, he didn't. No, no. They didn't have to go legend against Boston, bro. He didn't. I'm trying to tell you. What do you mean? Against Boston? Bro, against Boston, this man put up 33-7-4. and four. But, but it was an easy 33. And Kyrie also had 25. And James Harden also had 22. The player that's the, the defensive player of the year this year, Jason Tatum. The, the roster was virtually the same for the Celtics. What changed right, about the, that Celtics roster? Okay, for one, the, that Celtics roster, the injury bug all that year. Okay? Keep in mind that. Think about the okay. seed they were in while they were playing the, while they were playing the Nets. Right. So they that, the that seed, seed, the Nets were the two seed, right? Exactly. So, therefore... Boston did not have enough games together to get a defensive chemistry like they did this year. This year, they played every game after All-Star break with nobody missing a game other than Jalen Brown missing one game and he came right back. Okay? Listen, That's the first I hear thing. You. I hear you. I just I just don't. I We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Because there, there is no way to know who's right right now. There's no way to know. We got to get through the rest of these games because we know we don't we done been up here for a minute now. Uh, the the Suns and the, oh wait a minute we already did the Suns Pelicans did we not? Uh yeah. no we we did not I don't think so no we, we talked did. about we did. uh no we didn't that was before the show oh where 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 all right Suns Pelicans last one in the West Suns Pelicans uh what are y'all thinking about that series? Um Pelicans played a, a a good series I think they got some hope in the future for some of those young players but you know they mm-hmm. was the Nine seed with a You gotta love some Jose. The one seed, so you gotta love some Jose Alvarado, man. You gotta love the guy. Yeah. Yeah, that is just so exciting to watch. Just a menace, just a, a little menace yeah. out there. Love, love to see it. Chris, what's your thoughts on that series? Man, it was a good series. It was good. The Pelicans got a nice young core. Hope they stay together. Hope they don't leave New Orleans because Zion ain't coming to save them. So, bye. Yeah, yeah. Chris <laughs> Paul. Chris Paul showed why he is considered. Uh, the the point guy, but also, uh, what what was the book? It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Help me out. Help me out. What what book? Was um, that? Uh. well, either way, we saw that in Chris Paul. We saw a four point game where it just looked like he was old and slow, and the game had passed him by. And then what was it? Two games later, he goes fourteen for fourteen from the field. Tell like, the two cities. Tell the two cities. There we go. It, like, this is, you know what I mean? This is one of those moments where we saw the best Chris Paul we're going to see. We saw the worst Chris Paul we're going to see all in one series. And it's it's, it's an interesting thing to see. But that's kind of going to be the story of Chris Paul's career when it's all over, even if he gets a championship uh, here with the Suns. So moving on over to the East, we've already talked about the uh, the Boston and, and Nets sweep. 
The Heat beating the Hawks 4-1. Thoughts about the series, fellas? Mm, surprised the Hawks got a game. The, the Heat defense is absolutely ridiculous. So when they start getting those turnovers and they spread the floor and everybody's hitting threes on a fast break and they got Bam in the middle. I, honestly, I, the Heat was that one seed where I was like, eh, I don't know if they really got it like that. I was thinking about Miami the same way I was thinking about Phoenix. I don't know what that defense is is I'm looking forward to seeing the Milwaukee Miami series, which I'm pretty positive that we're going to get. All right, Chris, what you thinking, man? Um, power play by the Heat by not letting Kyle Lowry or Jimmy Butler play game uh, five, and they still won against the Hawks. That's a power play right there. Yeah. They show mm-hmm. how deep they were, and they want the rest of the teams in the East to take notice. And they just handled the Seventy Sixers today. Well, no Embiid, of course, no Kyle Lowry, but that that's a deep team, man. They they assembled that team top to bottom pretty deep. You know, I I I always say this about Jimmy Butler as if he's a bad shooter. Well, he's not. He's not. He's a, he's a fairly decent shooter. But when Jimmy Butler is striping from deep, y'all in trouble. Y'all are in trouble when Jimmy Butler is striping from deep, and that's what he he was he was knocking them down last year. So. I, 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 when he got a three ball, I think he's the closest player to Kawhi Leonard as far as all around when he got his three ball going. Because I would say Paul George, but he he got another level that Paul George hasn't got to yet. You that know? man went off for 38 and five on 43% from deep. Man, when Jimmy is shooting from deep, when Jimmy is, is shooting like that from deep, I'll say this. I'll say this. If Jimmy continues that throughout this entire playoffs, the Heat are going to win themselves a championship. They're going to get a ring. They're going to get a ring. 43 percent, but forty-three percent is not. That's not. That's that's kind of madness. Like, yeah, like, right. Even if Steph shot forty-three percent for the entire playoff, we'd be like, oh wow, that's like a, a good shooting performance from Steph. Jimmy, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's tough. That's tough. So, shout out to the uh, shout out to the um, the Heat. Do the Hawks need to have any conversations? Is it time for the Hawks to have any tough conversations? I would say I would say no. I would just say that they need a secondary ball handler to allow Trey yeah. Young to play off the ball because that's what unlocks Steph for real. If Steph can play off the so. ball, that's what unlocks him. Yeah, I think so. I think they still got young enough pieces and they still got time to figure it out. I think that Trey Young, well, I would say like a, a Rondo is too old, but they need a player like a Rondo to help Trey Young out. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Chris, what you think? Is it time for Atlanta to start having some tough combos? I mean, you still got a young team. I would definitely try to get John Collins out of there because he obviously don't like Clint Capella. Like, you could tell on the floor. They do not like playing <laughs> together like, at all. Um, and and I would see if you can get some value out of Cam Reddish, who – oh, no, they traded Cam Reddish to the Knicks, my bad. i see if you get some battery for Kevin Hurdle, too, because, I mean, he's solid, but you need somebody more defensively if you're going to have Trey Young out there, 5'11", 150 pounds. You need somebody more defensive. They could use a Marcus Smart type player for sure. If they had a Marcus yeah. Smart, that would make them a lot better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bucks beat the Bulls 4-1. Any thoughts about this series? I'm not. A, Bulls were riddled with injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't know where yeah. the chemistry is because it seemed like they're about to break that team apart this summer anyway. Uh, some of the pieces, the DeMar is getting older. I don't think he got another season like that in him. We 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 pretty much saw that coming. Again, I'm I'm at the point where I'm I like we need some teams that are mid in the NBA. Like every year, it's yeah. like, hey, if I'm not a championship contender, 
Get everybody out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them all gone. Get them all gone. Like, bro, we need some men. We need teams that are like, they're good. Like, we know they're not going to win the chip, but they're good. They're all right. You know, and that's. Yeah, we need some. Uh... We need some more of those mid two thousands. You know, what I'm saying you need some. Yeah, more. yeah. The, the mid two thousand. Uh, the the. I mean, I know some some folks from New Jersey gonna hate this, but like the Nets, what we the Nets were. Nets. We need, but Nets made two finals though. But the the, the the not the Falcons, the Hawks. What the Hawks were in the the, Hawks, the early two yeah. thousand. But I saw Joe. It was fun to watch. Not a, like they the, weren't. The Bucks. In, there you go, Michael, Michael Red. Red boys, yeah, you know. yeah. It was nice. It was the nice. Warriors. You know. Yeah, it was just like, oh yeah, Jason Richardson's gonna do a great dunk. Baron Davis gonna do some craziness. Yeah. You know, AK forty seven gonna knock down some big shots. Jason Lee gonna do a little something, but like some man, jazz. You know, man. the Bulls are Darren Williams around. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like, we're we're very disappointed with the NBA going either a championship or tank. Kick the Bulls together. Let Let's see what they can do for another year. Uh, we've already talked about Boston sweeping the Nets, but but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is that more so an effect of the Nets being bad or Boston being good? Um, both. I think I think a lot of us are underestimating Boston just because we've seen this core, even though this core is very young, we've seen this core lose together before. So I think we're attributing mm-hmm. it to that. But the way they've been firing on all cylinders as far as defense goes this season, I don't think we're giving them enough credit. And then also, I just think in Brooklyn, we're seeing two aging superstars, one that's very undedicated, and they're trying to play iso ball for four quarters, which is not going to work against Boston. And then, you know, they just dish the ball off and try to get a desperation three from players that's, you know, the middle of the pack players whenever, whenever you know, the off, the offensive game plan disrupts, which is not out of 10 plays with the, with the illustrious Steve Nash playbook. <sighs> Lord Jesus, the illustrious Steve Dash playbook. What a what a tough time. Just what a what a terrible thing to say. Uh Chris, what you thinking, man? Is this the Nets being bad, Celtics being good? Bye bye, Steve Nash. You got to about trade deadline to prove something. <laughs> Ain't no way you getting your butt beat like that, that series and Lamarcus Aldridge don't get a minute. Not one minute. Now, you had Nick Claxton out there turning the ball over, and LaMarcus Aldridge didn't get one. Al Horford's 37. And you what? didn't let LaMarcus Aldridge play one minute against Al Horford. They made Al Horford look like a god amongst men out there. I said, bro, what? What is happening? What? Who is this character? I, I know you. You're not this guy, bro. <laughs> well, LaMarcus Aldridge didn't play one. They let Blake Griffin get in the game before they let LaMarcus Aldridge get in the game. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Things you hate to see. It. It. I think you truly <laughs> hate to see. Honestly, I think it's a function of the Nets being bad and dysfunctional, which, oh my God, who could have guessed they were going to be bad and dysfunctional with Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Everybody saw the, the video of Kevin Durant going to his uh, old teammates game in the Euro League, and they're like, oh, my God, that's the type of friend you want. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did y'all forget that this man was 28 years old, sneak dissing his old running mate from a burner account? Like, this is not a good guy. I, I don't know where, like, <laughs> we're losing recipes here, folks. Like, this man is... I mean, come on, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So this that team is gonna be drama. They're they're asking now, they're upset with Ben Simmons, talking about, oh, it's a mental thing. Let me tell you something, okay? 
I'm not a hooper at all. I am not a hooper. I joked with y'all about uh, attempting to lay up with a left hand, which, by the way, that wasn't really a joke. That was, I really did try to lay up with my left hand. I was like, oh my God, like, bro, I, I have not, I realized, like, I haven't hooped in years. Oh my God, I need to get this back. But with that being said, like, bro, you're, 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 you're a super max guy, Ben. If I mean, I, I'm too competitive. If we sitting out there losing that series and I'm getting locked up by that Boston defense and I see him in that bright outfit on the bench, we fighting, bro. We throwing hands. I, that's what I'm saying. That's what, it's, it's not even, it's not even going to be like a conversation. Honestly, bro, I'm going to come to the sideline. Ben Simmons is the real life version of that meme. You know the meme where it's all them dudes, uh, all of those soldiers lined up and it's the one dude. Oh, the clowns? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ben, Ben Simmons is a personification of like when you on your lunch break and they like the rush is getting crazy. That's wild. <laughs> I got about thirty more minutes left. I see y'all boys and I get off though. Hey, listen, the funniest thing I heard was they was like, "Bro, Ben hopping off that seat like he about to go dunk. What's wrong with his back?" <laughs> and then they was like, "They was like, hey, bro, that mental health that, that his back, his mental won't let his back work. He, when he get the ball in his hand, his back just stop working." And they was just talking on and on about but, how Ben Simmons said the connection to his mental block is connected to his back. Like they try to, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the funniest one I saw was the one that said, uh, uh, when a when a woman tells you I need a man who ain't gonna play no game, yeah. Hey, listen again, again. This this team they did it wrong not once but twice, two times. The thing that they needed to get less of, they got more of. When they were when they were in trouble, uh, as far as defense goes. They went out and they were in trouble as far as defensive depth goes. What did they do? They got hard. Okay. Then they were in trouble because it was always too much drama, always too many problems, always too much, uh, too many headlines, too much yin yang and riffraff, not enough ball. They went out and got Ben Simmons. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, this is on Sean Marks and company. And the funniest part, the funniest part is the quote from Kyrie after the series saying, I would like to be here long term. And that would mean me and Kevin. Um, having a hand in managing this team as well. Kyrie, are you well? <laughs> are you okay? Again, had it not been for a man named LeBron James being born on December 23rd of whichever year in 1980 he was born, you would never be out of the first round of the playoffs. Like, you do know that, right? Man. You he do like the first round? No, not without no. LeBron. He has not been out the first round. Well, actually, the year that he didn't play the Celtics went to the conference final against. Brooklyn. But I was just about to say, except for teams he didn't play on. Remember, yeah. the the Nets last year, technically with him on the roster, went past the first round. But what was Kyrie right. doing after the first round? Yeah. That Boston yeah. team had a 20-year-old Jalen Brown and a 19-year-old Tatum and went seven in the conference finals. The next year Kyrie played, they went out in the first round at five. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. My case is resting peacefully. It got the Snuggie on. It got the weighted blanket. It got the little heating pad. My case is resting very peacefully about Kyrie Irving. I've told people for years, Kyrie is overrated, over dribbler, who has a deep bag, but that's it. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, look at the material. Anywho, uh, so 76ers beat the Raptors. Last last series, I believe. Yeah, 76ers um, beat the Raptors. Embiid shouldn't have been on. Embiid not playing in the second round. Uh 
<laughs> I mean, if I'm being honest, I kind of feel for him because I don't know why Embiid was out there. They were up what 29 at that point when yep. he got hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what was it? Three or four. He'd be back game three or four. What was it like? What a was it? Three minutes? Orbital? Yeah. He'd be back with a mask game three or four. Yeah, no, nah, that's not it. Hold on, wait, wait. What, how many minutes were left in the game? Wasn't it like three what, minutes was left? It? Doc said they didn't get their lead really established till four minutes left in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I love it, Doc. I Joel, love it. <laughs> Joel and B, Joel O's thing, Joel from The Last of Us, it don't matter. Heat and fuck. You hate to see that. You hate to see that. Chris, thoughts on that series, man? Um, the Raptors, I mean, I think that's our mid team right there. I don't think they're gonna shake up nothing. I think they're gonna come back, try to draft. They got the rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes. They're gonna try to draft another rookie of the year. And I think the Raptors, if I'm a Raptors fan, I'm happy. I got my championship that I'm probably only gonna get in the next 200 years. Oh, God, they're the worst fan base in the universe. Exactly. Uh, um, I mean, uh, we love our viewers. Uh, to the north. We love our viewers in the great up north. We yeah. care about you all. And uh, Kate did not deserve rookie of the year. Scotty Barnes. Can I, Can we talk about that just for a second here? Kate didn't win it. And they said that the premise on which he didn't win it was team success. How does that? What? That's never been a criteria in the history if of that was, the year ever. Because if that was the case, Melo should have won it over Braun. Yep. By a lot. Their teams weren't even close to yeah. each other. Like, what are you? Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, so we love our viewers to the north. Uh, we <laughs> are very, very happy that you all are here. Uh, but no, seriously, and B, you get what you get. Because honestly, I'm not even mad at all the showboating and all that. Why are you in that late? Why? Yeah. Well, I, you don't need to be up 29 to be. Bro, if we're up, honestly, honestly, if we up really like 17 to 20 against a Raptors team that has nothing going offensively, bro, if Pascal Siakam and that spin is going to get them 20 points in four minutes, then I need to be fired. And everybody on that bench <laughs> who played instead of starters, y'all are not going to have jobs tomorrow. He, he going to start spinning like Tasmanian devil if he gets 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing, man. It, that you get what you get. You should have never been in the game. You were styling and profiling with three minutes left up 20. Not look at you. Not look at And didn't I tell y'all when we talked about it B earlier this season? I said, now nah, we're trusting him to stay healthy through an entire season is a, a risky game. And what happened? They lost. He'll be back game three and four, though. But do you think that they are good enough to give up two games to the Heat? Just like, hey, oh, no, take those two. The Heat winning in five regardless of it be health. That's sickening. Absolutely sickening. Anywho, we know y'all tired of us talking about Embiid and talking about Ben Simmons' uh, sideline fits and, and talking about how... Uh, how Who, who needs to get rid of it? Oh, how these two need to be banned from Twitch for saying that Donovan Mitchell need to get traded. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. Peace and love, y'all. You had enough.